Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Brandon Robinson here with the Make America Great Again podcast. Lovely Sunday morning. Can't complain. I have so many things to talk about. I don't even know where to try to start. So if I jump around a bit, I apologize. But I just want to make sure and get this out, at least for Sunday, so you guys can listen to it. Um, so let's start with... Uh, the, the war on the NFL from Donald Trump, okay? So, uh, the latest in that, ESPN president, or the ESPN president said that they're not going to air the national anthem at all, okay? So, <laughs> uh, just imagine that. Um, that He thinks that people don't have cell phones, I, I guess. I, I don't understand what the marketing... who. Who was sitting around in a room with that guy and he's like, we just won't air it. And they're like, yeah, good idea. I mean, really? Do you really think that no one's going to record whether um, the only thing you could do is ban uh, stadiums from playing the national anthem before the game or, or maybe ban the players from even being out there when it's played. But you don't just get to turn the cameras off. Other people have cameras, dude. Oh, my God. Anyway, so so that's you know yet another retarded move by ESPN uh, to try to lose more money. Um, speaking of losing money, Michelle Wolf lost her Netflix show. It was aborted by Netflix uh, last week, and I, obviously I used that pun as everyone did because she made a bunch of abortion jokes and like also made fun of our Queen Press Secretary Sarah Sanders which is not very nice. Um, you know, so whatever. I I didn't hate her necessarily before, like, the Trump era. Like, I did remember seeing her on at least, like, maybe one segment once on The Daily Show that made me chuckle. But I'm not sure if I would, you know, chuckle now if I could go back and actually watch that same one because that was kind of, you know, mid-red pilling for me. So that was kind of... Um, no, I used to love watching The Daily Show with Jon Stewart. It was great. I've never once thought any of the Trevor Noah shows were good. But <clears throat> Jon Stewart, funny guy. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of not funny stuff, uh, like Michelle Wolf and Trevor Noah, um, a Saudi millionaire, Eshan Abdulaziz, 46, um, was accused of forcing himself on an 18-year-old girl who had slept on his sofa in his Maidi Valet flat after a night out drinking. Um, this was in the United Kingdom. 
And apparently he was let off, free to go, not guilty, uh, cleared of all charges of rape of a teenage girl because he's a Saudi millionaire. Um, the businessman had already had sex with the teenager's 24-year-old friend. So he was already, he's admitting he, yeah, sure, I had sex with the 24-year-old, but I didn't rape that 18-year-old. Um, and he said that his penis might have been poking out of his underwear when he fell on the teen, when he was trying to ask her if she wanted, like, a t-shirt to sleep in or something. I don't know, because I guess she was naked on the couch. Um, the young woman said that she uh, had woken up in the earliest hour, hours of the morning with Mr. Abdulaziz on top of her, forcing himself inside her. His semen and DNA was found inside the young woman, but he said it was possible he had semen on his hands from having sex with the 24-year-old earlier, which still doesn't describe how it got inside the woman. But either way, free to go. There's the UK for you. If it wasn't enough that, uh, you know, they're importing Muslims in by the truckload who have no-go zones now and uh, have Sharia law police, now they even the actual people that really go to court Apparently, as long as you're a millionaire and a you know a Saudi Muslim, it's fine. You you can you can rape all the eighteen year olds you want. Uh, also, um, speaking of just terrible people, uh, Puerto Rico. Remember the whole hurricane? I think they recently came out and said like fourteen hundred. They actually admitted now that like fourteen hundred people died. I guess um, instead of like the two hundred or whatever that was the original number. Um, you know, they all <clears throat> tried to make it seem like it was Trump's fault. Uh, but now they literally found trailer trucks full of food and emergency supplies rotting away, getting eaten by rats. You know, because it's been several months since the hurricane now, and these things just went bad and sat there. So they hid these supplies and didn't give them out, um, I guess, to make Trump look bad. If not, I... I, I Give me another reason why they would just go tuck them away somewhere and hide them. Either way, they were either trying to make money off of it or they were just doing it just so more people would suffer and make Trump look bad. It's equally terrible either way. So you know, whatever. Um, terrible people. Uh, Puerto Rico is known for having super corrupt politicians. Uh, so it's not a super shocker. I think a mayor went to like jail just like a month ago. Not the not that one woman that we really ate, uh, but some other mayor, you know, went to jail for corruption and stuff. I mean, that's it, you know, that's what happens down there. It's it's kind of a wreck when it comes to that. That's why uh, when Puerto Rico says they want to become a state, it's like, well, okay, but you know, we like expect. <laughs> You know, you'd at least kind of follow, like when, so, which that that's why they're starting to lock up their mayors and stuff. They really do want to become a state, people. Um, which I mean, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, I guess. But especially if California splits into two states as well, um, maybe we could all move to Puerto Rico and make it a Republican paradise, or at least a conservative paradise. <clears throat> I don't really care about the Republican paradise aspect. I mean, it's not that I dislike Republicans over Democrats, but it's just what's in a name. Who cares about what you call yourselves? What are your what are your values? What are your morals? What like 
I, I could I could get along with a liberal Democrat if they agreed that like we should all have guns. Uh, Mus- Muslims, sh- you know, should integrate into our society instead of having their own communities. Uh, let's see, uh, immigrants should be here legally instead of illegally. You know, so they pay taxes and are citizens with rights like everyone else instead of second class citizens like slaves. Um, you know, just if they agree with me on basic principles like not being racist and anti-slavery, uh, then I, I can get along fine with a liberal Democrat. It doesn't matter what the name is, you know? Uh, but that's the point. We're, we're stuck on these teams. And I'm really, the only teams that matter is Team America. If you're not on Team America, if what you're doing isn't good for America, then you're not on my team. If that's Trump's team right now, great. But, you know, if you're worried about the rest of the world over America and not you're not worried about America first, then I'm not we're not on the same team. That's pretty much what it comes down to. So anyways. <clears throat> Puerto Rico. Just letting that food rot. Moving on to a different subject here. Uh how stupid is Amarosa? So she secretly records Kelly inside the White House situation situation room while she's getting fired, which is a huge security violation in itself. Um, and he's being really respectful and, you know, trying to like, he's not like, the recording like doesn't make him look bad, I guess is my point. Makes him look like the gangster that he is because he's the, you know, White House chief of staff. He's the guy that literally goes around and hires and fires the most powerful people in the world. So, but, but I mean, he's not like rude or anything like that. He's just like, Hey, we had significant integrity issues. If you leave peacefully and shut up, we'll, you know, make all this go away. And if you want to be loud and, uh, you know, ruin your reputation, we can maybe bring charges against you for a few things that you've done since you've been here. And, you know, that's, I guess, supposed to be the scandal that he's going to let her get away with some bad stuff. If she just shuts up and goes away, but it's kind of like, no, that's, that's kind of how it works when you get caught doing something at work. You're not supposed to, usually your boss is like, Hey, listen, so you're fired. Um, and we're just not going to talk about this with anyone. You're going to sign this non-disclosure agreement. And if you do that, we won't press charges against you so that we don't, you know, get egg on our face for, you know, having, having this happen to us. So it's, it's not like, I'm really worried, you know, about what she did because she probably did something like, you know, bought a car on a, on a government credit card or something. You know, just who knows what kind of because that's what I think she's always gotten in trouble for. She's a money grubbing whore. OK, like I, that's just who she is. Um, in case you don't know, she also like married Michael Clark Duncan, you know, the guy from Green Mile. And then when he died, like within like a month, she had sold off like half of his like stuff and like, you know, all for money on like eBay and crap. I'm like, she's a real, uh, real gem that Omarosa, I mean, just, just go Google her and put, is Omarosa a terrible person in, into Google? Well, not Google, DuckDuckGo, but you get the point. Uh, so, you know, she keeps releasing these tapes that just make everyone else around her look good and her look bad, but. I mean, I guess I guess she'll release some tape where Trump says, you know, the word nigger, um, and then we can all freak out. And nope, um, her her sources sources for that subject 
have also dried up. Anyone that she mentions or points at, they're like, hey, no, no, I don't have a tape of him saying that. You're crazy. Um, whatever. And this is the best part. April D. Ryan. She tweeted this. Amorosa, I hear you mentioned me at Meet, on Meet the Press. Don't reference me or use my name. Keep my name out of your mouth. You have done enough. Your lies and crazy behavior are catching up to you. Can you say national security breach? Lawyer up. That was August 12th, 2018. So, even April Ryan, who by far, like, man, it's a real toss-up for my least favorite press correspondent between her and Jim Acosta, but she's she's right there. She's top two, to, you know, top tier of just terrible uh, journalists. And even, even her wants nothing to do with Omarosa. She's just like, what are you doing? Jesus. <sighs> so that's fun. Um, speaking of, speaking of, uh, fun, you know, the latest news on, uh, fags, uh, Facebook, Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, there we've, we've added a few more to the acronym, so I can't really call it fags anymore, unfortunately. And I'd be like, Fags you know, because we've got to add more letters. So it's no longer fun. But uh, maybe I'll maybe we'll add enough letters that we can find some other word to call them eventually, too. That'll be fun. But now we've got uh, Vimeo. They've also joined the party. Um, Twitter as well has, they didn't join the party on Alex, but they've banned a few more conservatives. It's a real war on conservatives right now. The Democrats are using their, you know, tech giant allies to shut down conservative speech online in preparation for the 2018 midterm elections in a couple months, you know? So, you know, the more conservative voices, you know, there are, like, they're going to try to shut them down, um, in the next, you know, month or two. Like that's as much as possible. Censor them, whatever. Um, even PragerU got like um, censored on Facebook. Uh, you know, and Facebook already said like, "Oops, our bad. You caught us." <laughs> um, uh, they're gonna try every dirty trick they can in order to win back the White House. I mean, that's their whole strategy to impeach the president and end this um, nightmare of theirs. You know, where they're actually not not uh, progressing their progressive. Uh, they, they just don't understand that they lost and it's, you know, <clears throat> the pendulum is swinging the other direction now and they're just grabbing hold with every bit of strength going, no, no. And it's like, yep, sorry. Sorry. People don't care about your stupid shit anymore. We got serious stuff to deal with. So get over it. Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, the, here's the real problem. The, the Facebook and the, you know, Twitters and like all, all of those online social media sites, they are focused so much on um, censoring conservatives that they've completely forgot about the whole like ISIS is using their services to um, promote their message. And like even though we have almost obliterated them in Syria, they still control like a you know, a portion of land almost the size of New York, you know, there's still some ISIS people, like, they're not all gone, like, and now they've turned from, you know, online recruiting to just trying to spread their message, and they're not trying to, they're no longer trying to get people to come to Syria to join them, now they're just trying to get people to do it in their own countries without them, which is way worse, 
and and they're just completely dropping the ball on this because they're too focused on shutting up conservatives and letting the Muslims come in. I don't get it. And I just how many I don't understand how like you can be so pro homosexuality and pro Muslim at the same time because those things do not blend like that's if you get enough Muslims, they're going to start throwing gays off roofs just like they do in every other country and killing them in the streets and crap. Like, that's the point. As soon as you have gangs of Muslim men, like teenage men roaming around, uh, gay guys, fucking run. I'm serious. Like, you got you got to stop this. You can't you can't act like I mean, this is the you. I'm not worried about me yet. You guys are going to be the first to go. You and women like, you know, froofy gay dudes and women, they're going to be the first to be. Yeah. Not allowed in certain zones in the country where the Muslims are. I mean, do you want that? That's how, if you think I'm crazy, go look up how it is in France. Go look up how it is in Sweden. Those, I just take, take a, a look at those two countries if you think I'm crazy. And just type in the word no-go zones into Google. Well, again, not Google, DuckDuckGo, um, or just anywhere, any other search site. But here, here's a list of uh, recent foiled and real attacks uncovered or claimed by ISIS online, okay? <clears throat> Uh, I'm serious. Uh, French authorities foiled a plot by an Egyptian student inspired by ISIS to manufacture a potent ricin poison. Uh, German authorities in Cologne also broke up a ricin manufacturing plot by terrorists. On July 29th, a group of Westerns uh, cycling through Tajikistan were attacked, resulting in four killed, including two Americans, a Swiss uh, citizen and a Dutch national. Um, and, and ISIS made a video and claimed credit for it. And here's the crazy thing. Those two Americans, they were on a hiking trip. Okay. And I like this, this is crazy. They're, they were on a year round, uh, trip all around the world to prove and, and like, they specifically went to that part of the world, Middle East, because they wanted to prove that humans aren't that bad and they will, you know, they wouldn't be killed or anything like that. And sure enough, they are literally, it's just the, it was a couple. I mean, I just read an article about them the other day and like the Swiss and the Dutch national, they were just joining them on just a small segment of the trip right here. They were not like their buddies, really, okay? It was just a very temporary, just met them and decided to do that leg of the trip with them type of thing. But those two Americans, it was a, like, a, you know, a boyfriend-girlfriend, and they, they literally, you know, it was all over Facebook and stuff. They were going around um, purposely to these bad countries where, like, people aren't supposed to go and, like, biking through them. And then sure enough... They're, they were biking through this one, uh, you know, Kajikistan or whatever. And these ISIS people literally just saw them and just mowed them fucking down with a truck. Just ran them over and then stopped the truck, got out and shot and stabbed them and shit and made sure they were dead. And they just drove on and then went, went back and like made a YouTube about how they just murdered some fucking... I mean, seriously, that's what we're putting up with. That's what we want to... Uh, those are the people that you like that want to come to America all the moderate Muslims that don't want to kill people, they're already here, okay? And the few of them that are still left in all the, like, severely Muslim countries where these people are from, um, yeah, the, the, if they wanted out, they would have got out already. I, I don't know what else to say. And, like, that, these are the people that are left. These are the people that, that come in when we bring in Muslim immigrants from random third-world Muslim countries. <sighs> But anyways, okay, so that was just one. Uh, that was uh, continuing on the whole isolate. I like so that was 
you know, claimed online and and promoted, and they use that to recruit more people to do more bad crap. And on August 2nd, a version of the infamous ISIS bomb-making video, You Must Fight Them with Al-Mawid, um, you know, it was found online. The video was uploaded uh, and is still live. And, and it's like showing how to make bombs, like a TATP explosive device. It literally is a step-by-step video on how to make bombs. It's already had like, you know, a couple hundred views. Uh, they don't They don't take this stuff down. ISIS operatives have also been busy all summer on Telegram showing potential terrorists how to use computer hacking techniques to uh, undertake lone wolf attacks in Europe and in North America on Telegram, you know, that other messaging app. Uh, Again, not stopping it at all. It's just uh, they're so worried about us saying that we like Trump that they're completely ignoring the fact that ISIS is running amok on the Internet. But, you know, whatever. Oh, also, we, all, we we moving on a different subject, we finally have an actual case of voter fraud we can point at and say, yes, there was voter fraud, see? Um, Richard, or Roberto Hernandez Quartera, 57, of Zebulon, North Carolina, was convicted of two counts of voting by an illegal alien. Um, he is a legal resident, but he's a native of Mexico, and he's not a U.S. citizen. And so he can't vote in the United States, but he admitted and you know to voting in 2012 and 2016. So he's going to like prison for four months or whatever. But there you go. Finally have one guy that actually went to jail for voter fraud that said, I am not a citizen and I voted. I'm a Mexican. I voted in your election. It happened. But, you know, oh no, we found one. <laughs> one down, 999,000 to go. Um, okay, so then we have the, the New Mexico terrorist camp, which if you missed last uh, episode... Uh, basically, uh, a dude kidnapped his three-year-old son from his mother, moved to New Mexico with like five other Muslims. They had like 12 kids at this camp, and they were training them how to like shoot schools up, like young children. And they also were like starving them, and they were like wearing rags and didn't have running water in this like, you know, terrible like terrorist camp in the middle of New Mexico. <clears throat> and, you know, and a guy like... A dude knew about it, and like the the cops had known about this for like six months. And a guy had actually filed to get the people evicted off his land because they were squatting on his land. And the, and he got told no. He got told no. You can't tell him to leave. Crazy, right? So then the uh, the the mother who you know originally filed the report of the missing three year old, um, you know, finally that got pushed to the point where New Mexico police instead of the FBI who was already monitoring the place the police actually busted in there and you know found the kids that were starving and all that stuff because they got a tip that there were starving kids in there so you know kind of made the FBI mad because the FBI wanted to like uh groom this terror cell and I guess catch them doing something so they could send them to prison that was their plan instead of just being like hey you're starving kids to death and possibly killing this three-year-old which they did they found that the three-year-old boy that he had stolen they, uh, you know, cause, cause he, the, the boy had mental problems. He was disabled and he thought that he could exercise the demons out of the kid, but he killed him like during the exorcism in New Mexico, the 11 children that were all starving. They all like told the cops all about it too. Like they're like, yeah, they, this is what he did. It was like a ritual and it ended up killing the three-year-old and he fucking was dead and he's buried in that, those tunnels over there. And they, and they found the boy's body too. Like it's not, this isn't a joke. Like they found the three-year-old, this guy killed the three-year-old, all the kids said it, 
Like he said he was going to do it. Um, and then sure enough, they, they arrest these people. They go to court and the dude got freed on a 20 K bond. He's out right now, roaming around. That's right. Like, uh, the judge, Sarah C. Bacchus, uh, apparently starving 11 children, holding them in a filthy desert compound, teaching them to commit school shootings, and killing one in a bar- barbaric, ritualistic exorcism is no big deal. Don't worry about it. It's not not at all a uh, uh, a threat to our community. Yeah, you're free to go. $20,000 $20, bond. And don't, don't forget this terrorist father, the, the, the main one. Um, he is the, uh, the imam, the father is, the imam with ties to the World Trade Center bombing in 1993. So he's like, literally was the guy that was sending the people to try to bomb the Trade Center the first time in 93. Oh, and he's also Linda Sousor's mentor. Um, the the crazy radical Muslim leftist lady that's always telling you that you know people wearing the you know hijabs or you know the blankets over their whole body that's like a a good thing and women, all women should do that <laughs> because that's that's freeing because then men don't have to look at you or something I don't I don't know <laughs> um, so you know she's up that crazy rhetoric lane of like. Uh, all, all, all women should just dress like Muslim women, and then we won't have to worry about you know all you sluts out there with your shorts and your and your tank tops. <sighs> Anyways, um, here's another good one: the Manafort case. If you haven't been ke- keeping up with that, uh, it it's falling apart left and right, and the uh, district judge, uh, Judge T. S. Ellis the third. Um, you know he's been giving the prosecution a little little bit a little bit of crap, you know, for their lack of evidence and trying to just make Paul Manafort look like a bad guy for when he didn't really do anything. And it has nothing to do with Trump either. Um, so, anyways, the it, there's a decent chance that they're gonna get uh, they're gonna you know he's gonna be acquitted of all charges and not not serve any time, um, or or just be time served for whatever he already has been locked up for. But anyway, CNN wanted to know the juror information, wanted it released to the media. And Judge T.S. Uh, Ellis was like, he rejected the motion because he was like, no, I'm already, I've, I'm already being threatened and have to have U.S. Marshals follow me everywhere I go. I'm not going to release the jurors' information to you crazy people too so you can go around and dox them and threaten them and tell them that because they're sequestered right now, so they're... They they all got to go home for the weekend. They're gonna come back Monday and like vote, right? Well, that's the point. They they wanted to get the jurors' names so they could all go harass them at their homes and make sure they're gonna vote guilty, 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 guilty. Because we have to have Manafort guilty, otherwise the whole Trump collusion thing falls apart. Even though it already did. That's the point. So like, this is a useless thing at this point. The Manafort case. Like even if he gets convicted, Trump will just. Like, pardon him or something. Like, it's not... Whatever. <sighs> Speaking of pardons, uh, Rand, Rand Paul floats the uh, idea of immunity for Julian Assange as senators seek answers in the Russian probe. I mean, the the uh, Mark Warner and the um, other guy, Richard Richard Burr, is that it? Um, on the Senate Intelligence Committee, they, 
you know, they're but Democrat and a Republican, but they're equally terrible people. Um, they were offering him some kind of deal last week, which I mentioned. Uh, but, you know, they, they would want him to flip and say like that. Yeah, Russia definitely gave me these emails and helped Trump win. Whereas Rand Paul just wants him to sit down and speak the truth. So Rand Paul's floating the idea for immunity, which is great because since Rand Paul's kind of got Trump's ear right now, you know, I'm not sure if you noticed, but, you know, Rand Paul's like one of the main reasons why we didn't go into Iran, or at least not yet. He made he made them promise when he when he uh, appointed Mike Pompeo. It's like if I'm going to confirm Pompeo, you have to promise me we're not going to Iran because you know everyone in Trump's cabinet wants to go into Iran and take over and you know regime change and you know all that good stuff. So it's not something that we necessarily want to do. Uh, starting another war and all, but Rand Paul, yeah, he's he's been an instrumental kind of thorn in the side of the mainstream Republicans when they want to get shady crap done, and it's great. I mean, who would have thought that uh, Rand Rand Paul? If I if I was saying Ron Paul a minute ago, I apologize. I I'm not even gonna go back and check. But Rand Paul, Ron Paul's son, um, Rand Paul has been such a good uh, ally to just the American people. I mean, he's, he's set Trump straight on quite a few things is all I'm saying. It's, it's, there's no other president that would have been elected besides Rand Paul, you know, that would have listened to Rand Paul other than Trump. So I'm, I'm glad that at least that's going on. Um, also other good things are going on. Uh, Jeff, sleepy, sleepy Jeff Sessions, who's missing on the job all the time and not doing anything about the Russian stuff. Um, he actually said the other day that the, um, the Southern Poverty Law Center has been given the boot from all former partner programs with the U.S. government. So uh, the SPLC is no longer a government-sponsored um, or accepted group. And so now they can finally take their everyone's racist but us you know, motto and you know, kick rocks because uh, we don't uh, – we're not going to uh, – no, no legal – thing is going to pay attention to the SPLC's, oh, these people are racist and these people aren't list anymore. And that's the point. So that's that's actually a really good thing, especially for conservatives, because the SPLC had listed like a whole bunch of like Christian groups as like literally like terrorist organizations or whatever. I mean, it was crazy. Um, okay, then we got uh, right, Unite the Right. <laughs> so... In case you, you know, didn't know they had another Unite the Right 2 like a week ago. And there were like, oh, 20 Nazis that showed up. And about a thousand Antifa. And then when, you know, there there were more cops than there were Nazis protecting the Nazis. Like it was pretty much like a line of 50 cops. Because they had enough cops there to protect like, you know, at least a few hundred, quote, Nazis, right? But only like 20 showed up, so all the cops pretty much just surrounded them and no one could touch them. Well, the Antifa then got restless and started fighting with each other. I mean, within the the ranks of themselves and just tearing stuff up, just like, you know, flipping cars and bashing windows. Uh, They even attacked a few press reporters. But that's the point. Like, since they couldn't fight the Nazis, they got restless and just started messing stuff up and fighting themselves and... And, of course, this, you know, it's not like the media reported on this. They were all there to hopefully report on the, the quote, Nazis. And then when none showed up. And 
I'm saying Nazis because that's what they called them, but honestly, they're not Nazis. I don't think any, any I don't even think any actual Nazis showed up. The, the 20 people that did show up were like pretty much the people that were involved with putting the thing together. I mean, that was almost no one showed up because obviously the um, the media made it so toxic that was if you're coming to this, you are you are a Nazi. So what conservative in their right mind would show up? And be like, yes, I'm a Nazi. Well, the the 20 people that did show up, you know, if you actually listen to the rally and listen to the speakers, it was a real rally. I mean, these 20 people, they're not racist in the slightest. They were like the people with the balls and, and nothing to lose to show up and say like, fuck you guys. We aren't racist. We aren't Nazis. And we are here to like try to save America. And, uh, you know, but that's only if you'd actually go listen to what they said. If you don't want to listen to what they say, and you just want to accept that they're Nazis, then that's what they were to you, Nazis. And that's how it is. It, 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 it's also real coincidental that this was timed with 70 coordinated anti-Trump editorials um, that were all across like, different newspapers to take advantage of the Nazi narrative that was supposed to get pushed that week. So, And it was a real bummer when no Nazis showed up. <laughs> uh, whatever. What do you do? It was supposed to be their big event to, you know, score political points going into the midterms. It was a big fail. Womp womp. Well, sucks for them. All right, so now best part, best part of the of the day, I think, or of the week. Brennan lost his security clearance. You know, Brennan, communist Brennan, the one that voted for the only communist uh, presidential nominee in like the eighties or whatever, and then. Um, went on to, yeah, out of pretty much nothing, become the CIA director for Obama. And um, he's just a terrible guy, not good at his job, and um, super friendly with Muslims. He probably literally is a Muslim. I'm not trying to say that and be all conspiratorial. I think he's a closeted Muslim. Like, I think I think if he were to actually go to jail for his crimes, we'd see him hanging out with the Muslims immediately. <laughs> like, if he could get along, you know? Um but that's the point. This dude is super bad. And he's been, you know, pre- he's been like calling Trump a terror or not terrorist, uh, a treasonist and all kinds of terrible names, too. And, he, you know, he's not. It's so awesome that he actually uh, took his clearance. And again, Rand Paul was like, hey, maybe you should take his clearance. And Trump tweeted out, maybe I will. And then here we are fucking two weeks later. Boom. Clearance revoked. And he's considering a bunch of other people, too. Uh, this this is what the uh, Secretary Sarah Sanders had to say about it uh, at, her, at her press conference. She said that Brennan has a history that calls his credibility into question. Um, statement also claimed that Brennan had been leveraging the clearance to make out uh, wild outbursts and claims against the Trump administration and the media. And then she said, The president has a constitutional responsibility to protect classified information and who has access to it. And that's what he's doing and fulfilling that responsibility in this action. Um, uh, Brennan tweeted hours later. Brennan. He tweeted this. This action is part of a broader effort by Mr. Trump to suppress freedom of speech and punish critics. It should gravely worry all Americans, including intelligence professionals, about the cost of speaking out. My principles are worth far more than clearances. I will not relent. 
good luck with that, dude. Um, I don't know what else to say. Have fun. Be an angry old man that doesn't have security clearance anymore. So literally now you, if you say anything that you think is, you know, that you're, you're either lying or you're committing treason when you speak of things. So have fun. Um, Aiton Goldman, an attorney for Strzok, said in a statement late Wednesday that security clearances should be uh, should not be suspended or revoked as a way of punishing people who have criticized the president or coercing others into silence. Um, by revoking Director Brandon's clearance and threatening the security clearance of Pete Strzok and seven other former officials on Trump's, quote, enemy list, the president has taken us down one more step on the path towards authoritarianism. Authoritarianism. <clears throat> you know what I'm trying to say. Authoritarianism. There we go. Sorry. So anyways, he, uh, you know, he's considering re revoking more people's security clearances, which I think is a great idea. I don't think anyone should have security clearances once you, you know, like I, I get it. Maybe let's say you leave your government job. Sure. You can have your clearance like throughout that, the rest of that year in case they need to come back and ask you some questions about some pertinent thing or whatever. <clears throat> but I think you should have a naturally expiring expiration date anyways. Once you leave the government, you just, you shouldn't just have a security clearance for the rest of your life. Like, Oh no, I get to know all this secret shit for the rest of my life because I once worked for the government. How does that work? No, that's not that's not how shit should work. Well, also, I'm not sure if I mentioned <clears throat> on the last one, but I'll mention it now. Strzok got fired. That's awesome. You know, obviously, you know who Strzok is at this point. The crazy uh, FBI deputy or, you know, foreign intelligence. I forget what his position was. FBI guy that was crazy and, you know, super into the whole... Trump and keeping him from being president, and you saw all the text messages with him and his uh, girlfriend, Lisa Page, even though he was married, and yada, 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 you know, that guy, he got fired, hooray, so, and again, if he's fired, then, that, like, he was an integral part of starting the whole Russia collusion investigation, so, if he is now fired for doing wrong stuff, doesn't that call into question the whole Mueller investigation anyways, like, again, can't wait for that to be over with jesus like what what are they going to do say that trump is a worse guy than he already is he should have fired that dude and ended this shit six months ago i'm with dan bongino on this one fire moeller okay who cares what are they what are they going to do they've already blown their whole load you're already hitler like if they could do anything about it they already would have they would you're you're just just letting them have air you know just you could just cut it off you can just fire the guy and say good luck impeach me then vote that's what you, that's what you do if you're mad about it you go vote okay but that's the point all the people are already pissed off already were voting so except for the the bernie bros that were pissed off that bernie got screwed and honestly i don't think that you won them over in the last you know, a couple years. I don't, I don't think the, the, the smited, the few people that decided to not vote who are Democrat in 2016, which I consider literally just the disgruntled Bernie bros. I somehow doubt that you've won them over to your side in the last couple years. I think if anything, they've become Trump supporters now. So 
I mean, you were the you were the initial red pill by telling them that their votes in a primary do not matter and that you get to pick um, the person and that you just consider their opinion. And they're like, oh, that's not how school taught me democracy works. Crazy. I thought that the person with the votes got the, the thing and then we voted for that person. That's how it was explained to me. Um, I didn't know that someone could just buy the DNC, but whatever. <sighs> so, last thing I'm going to mention really about the Strzok firing is this whole money laundering scheme, by the way, because both Strzok and uh, I think it was McCabe, they did, um, they did like GoFundMes after they got fired, right? And within 24 hours, like Pete set a goal of... Uh, uh, 150,000 and within 24 hours he re he received like over 350,000 or something. Okay. 355,395 dollars. He received that in 24 hours after getting fired. Um the weird thing here is it's uh, almost all um well I won't say almost all, but it's like uh 25, 26% of the donations were anonymous and they were all for like the exact same amount of money. So isn't that kind of weird? Like all for like a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, a thousand bucks, 500 bucks. All anonymous donations. Um, do you remember the Breaking Bad episode where Walt was going to uh, um, funnel his... Um, money through the SaveWalterWhite.com website that his son created. Remember? Uh, this is same same thing. So these people are going, hey, I got fired, so all you deep state people that owe me money to shut up and keep my mouth shut, I'm going to create this GoFundMe page, <clears throat> and you just make sure there's half a million dollars in it when I wake up in the morning. Thanks. Um, and also, yeah, Andrew McCabe did the same thing. He, he made a legal fund for accepting donations on GoFundMe, and he got $545,205 in it. His goal was 250000 So they doubled his goal and gave him an extra forty five k on top of it. Raised by 12,000 people in four days, and that was back in March. And this Strzok, he raised that 355000 by from 9,000 people in one day on August 13th. So if that's not a money laundering scheme, are you telling me that 10,000 people felt so bad that they gave him 500,000 bucks? I mean, it's just crazy. Like, if, if people have that much money to give to a disgruntled FBI worker, um, here's a crazy thought. Why don't you give that money to, like, anything else? You know how many wells in the Congo that could have made? That's all I'm saying. Whatever. Um, you know, I I know that like you're you can't like blame them because they're brainwashed and whatnot. But uh, it really gets annoying when you see numbers like this. And we're talking almost a million dollars. I mean, nine hundred nine hundred thousand dollars between Strzok and McCabe were donated to them. It's almost a million dollars. Could you imagine what that money could have done to the for the people of Detroit, for um, anything, 
just just spent on anything other than giving it to those two people who already have money and lives and don't need another half a million dollars. I'm sorry, they don't need it. But somehow we're supposed to believe that the the crying, bleeding heart liberal Democrats who are supposed to care so much about the common man are giving these already rich people this much money just as a hey, thanks for fighting the good fight, or whatever their their motivation would be. It's just crazy. This is obviously a money laundering scheme, and I, I think that uh, GoFundMe should should make it so that it, you know if you're you you're not allowed to do this. We got to figure out how to how to keep people from. I mean, it, it'd be it's so obvious that this is what this is. It, we we have to do something about it. We can't just let this go on and uh, let everyone that gets fired, you know, for malfeasance from the government to then collect half a million dollars uh, through money laundering. Just oh no, that it, it was anonymous donors, so you know, can't can't look there. All right. So how are we supposed to know for sure it's anonymous donors? Oh well, GoFundMe says so. Oh, GoFundMe says so. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Right, some site said so. Gotcha. Yeah. Something weird about like just believing everything you read on the internet, right? But whatever. Well, I think with that, guys, uh, probably had a had a nice long one there, so I covered plenty of subjects. Um, <clears throat> I hope I uh, catch you next time. Um, I, also, I'm um, in case you haven't noticed, I haven't really went on YouTube uh, with the last few of them. I'm just going back to audio only, just because honestly, um, there aren't. There aren't any good video platform sites out there I found yet, and I'm just I'm not gonna make video. It's like you know several hours of extra editing and doing stuff, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. So if there's not, <clears throat> you know, I, I never had that many views anyways on my YouTube stuff, and I just what's the point of trying to get popular on YouTube at this point? I mean, what's the point of you know I don't I don't need to like have a video of my podcast 99% of you listen to it through audio anyway so um you know I, I I might take a page out of Dave Smith's books and just start doing like like short little like shorts you know like five minute little short things on YouTube every you know week or something but I'm not gonna do a whole video podcast and try to upload it and all that because the few of them I did that were actually good and got good views where I, you know, edited articles in so you could see and all that shit. That just wasn't worth it. Just, I mean, it's not like I get paid at all for this. <clears throat> and it was like, I enjoy doing this. I, I enjoy, you know, sitting down doing the audio podcast and not having to, you know, I, I can edit and throw this up in probably an hour and be done. Whereas the video stuff, that's like a day-long project then. So, anyways... Well, until next time, uh, y'all have a good one, and uh, yeah, let's make America great again.
in her hand I knew she was gonna meet her connection At her feet was a footloose man You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes You might find Yeah, yeah. 